0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center and Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items, take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, hopefully improve the customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO here at XPV Interaction and Auto QA. I want to throw that in there as well. Uh, Xpeve is a... A 500, 600-seat contact center outsourcer located here in Erie, Pennsylvania. Auto QA is is our new business and our new product where we are trying to look at contact centers that are 50 seats and under, fully automating your QA processes with with ChatGPT and some AI. Before I get going in today's episode, I I want to invite, again, everybody, if you listen to kind of the the pre-roll ad here, AutoQA.com, please join. Uh, head over to that landing page. All we ask you is, is for your email address. With that email address, you'll get access to a uh, a Discord. There's about 100 people in our Discord right now, Contact Center Operation Discord. Um, anything that we, we just uh, gave away, a full, robust staffing workforce management calculator for using Excel, gave all the prompts away that we're utilizing with, with AutoQA, just trying to give a ton of value away. So again, I think it's worth it. Um, just to give your email address, I'll never spam you. I'm not trying to sell you anything. If you'd like to be part of our beta or alpha or beta testing, that's going to be coming up in a couple weeks. Um, that's the list of, of people from the pre-launch community that, that we'll be pulling all that stuff from. So please, I think it's totally worth it. AutoQA.com, O-T-T-O-Q-A.com. Um, just, just give your email address and, and we'll get you on the list and, and get you rolling with everything. Okay, today's episode, I am so exhausted with AI. I think a lot of you guys are too. I wanted to get something fresh. I've taken two weeks off the podcast. It's um, It's been a really busy time of year with with what we're doing with Auto, with what Expedia is doing. With We have some new clients that we've onboarded. I was in Vegas last week. As those of you who follow me, went, went to the Steelers game. So, I, I, again, in thinking this episode through, I'm getting – I would I looked at the, about the last 10 things that I've I've talked about and we've discussed here on the podcast, and they're all AI-related and, and auto-QA-related. I don't want to seem redundant with this stuff. And, and, again, there's so many things to talk about in this world. So I'm going to do something that we haven't done here, and let's do a case study. In 2001, I was extremely lucky. I don't want to say lucky. Maybe lucky is not the right word. But I was fortunate enough at least to learn. I was super young in the industry. Um, our contact center was one of the contact centers that were chosen as a BPO to help with the the Firestone tire recall. Now, if any of you guys are too young for that, um, in 2001, Firestone had like 13 or 16 million um, auto. Oh, I'm sorry, Said, it's, it's O-T-T-O-Q-A, um, not A-U-T-O, O-T-T-O-Q-A. Dot com. They had like 15 million, something in that range, tires recalled. So there's this massive recall. So there's this massive crisis um, that, that happens, and the contact center takes the blunt. Now, in 2001, things were pretty antiquated, right? There's no cloud. There's very little CTI integration. Uh, basically, you know, we have, I believe we had computers at the time um, that, were, that were dealing with with the basic things from, from how we had our Avaya switch set up. So maybe there was a little bit of integration, but it was pretty antiquated. So what I wanted to do is, is we're going to take a, uh, a fictional company, right? We're, we're going to call it uh tire plus, and we're going to pretend that they have a huge issue and a huge recall. Now this could be anything, right? If you're a retailer, this could be, you know, one of your products obviously gets recalled. This could be, Uh, If there's a natural disaster and you need to kind of set some things up, if there's uh, something that happens with maybe an influencer like the Bud Light kind of thing, how do you deal with those types of of issues? So, And again, looking at it from the contact center perspective and then looking at this from what I would do if I was in charge, um, looking at not just the contact center, but all the tools that we now have. That we didn't have. So it's basically like replaying this Firestone recall with the CX tools that we have today and seeing how we could make it better than, than, than really what it was. So we're going to basically say that, you know, we have this, this, this company called Tire Plus. They have the, let's call it the ultra grip tire. And they just found out that they have 15 million of these that are getting recalled because the seams don't work. They don't work on certain cars. Uh, they're They're blowing out. Maybe there's you know some really bad accidents that have that have happened with these. So you know we have an issue here, and we're in charge of the contact center at uh, at tire plus. that's kind of our our theory. So that's kind of the background and and let's go kind of what what we're gonna do here. So the first thing is, and I know we didn't have this back with the firestone recall is you have to be I would be extremely careful. With self-service, I would have minimal self-service. Right, so um, we would have a, a a website that would automatically go up. That anybody on our going to our, our website, we would have that first. We're not going to have anybody search for anything. We understand that we're in crisis mode right now. Um, we're just going to have information on this issue that's going on with the recall. So we may have some type of AI chatbot. It's going to be able to answer like three things, right? It's going to be able to give the number to customer support. It's going to maybe say if you want to know if your if your tire um is part of the recall, right? And then how you can actually apply for the for for your refund. That's about it though. Right. I, I don't want it to, this thing to be a, a huge long thing. This is a very empathetic emotional issue. I think a lot of people make a lot of mistakes when it comes to self-service, when it comes to these types of things, because they're getting bombarded with calls, right? Oh, sorry. Is it ultra grip? Patrick? Let's call it the the ultra gripper, right? Just something totally different. <laughs> I don't mean to, 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 to say anything. I'm This is totally fictional. Um, so Patrick Squires just came, just talked to me on LinkedIn here for those of you guys on the podcast and said that that's already a tiger that That Goodyear has, so yeah, I'm not really into the tire scene, but anyway, again, minimal self service, a a 24/7 dedicated hotline dedicated to the recall. I mean, I think those things are 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 pretty obvious. Website's going to have step by step of the recall process, video demonstrations, checking for the tire models. Our agents go through training with this. Let's talk about how do we how do we influx our agents, right? The first thing is, you know, if it's a total emergency. Um, we're going to try to get as many attempts in as we possibly can. And then we have to hit a BPO network, right? So if if we don't have that network, I'm talking to a couple brokers and I'm saying, Hey, listen, we're in emergency mode. Now I need 24 hours to set up X amount of agents and have them really push and work for me um, to do that. We're never going to be able to do this internally with the amount of people, um, the amount of people that, that we need. So you know, having those those even doing that ahead of time, right. Always having kind of that 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 broker network that you can reach out to um, to to really have, you know, some of these. I, I love, you know, when contact centers, even with us as a BPO, you know, have a kind of an emergency overflow deal with us. So we do have a couple clients that just say, hey, listen, we're going to keep 10 agents with you no matter what. And if ever we have an issue, because these things in our industry happen a little bit more. Um, you know, we're going to keep you on. You understand the product. You understand the staffing. You understand how to how to utilize it. And then you can scale. So there's a couple of things that you can do from a preemptive standpoint if you're larger. But if not, then, then I think that that broker network is is huge. One of the things that we did not have in 2001 was, was social media. Right. And and maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. It's, it's probably it probably was good overall. But I think with with social media today, when used properly, right? So not only is our our CCAS platform going to be monitoring, you know, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all of these different channels, we're going to be have a team that's going to be responding to these as quickly as we possibly can. Um, nobody wants to have a somebody say something on social media and have it have it linger, especially when we're in crisis mode. The other thing I think that we would do, and, and I would highly recommend, is do what I'm doing right now. Is is to do uh, TikTok lives, to do uh, to to go on live on Twitter, to go on live on Facebook, to go on live on LinkedIn, host Q and A sessions, um, have the product team there, address concerns in real time, get as many uh, customers to join these type of things before they call in and absolutely bombard um, our contact center, right? Especially when you're talking about a retail product. Right, you're going to have customer segments in all of these different channels, right? Whether it's IG, you know, TikTok to to LinkedIn, and I would be, you know, almost every couple hours hosting another Q and A session. Again, you're going to take a beating. Um, Understand that. I think though, if you have a good voice, if you have a good tone, if people understand that you are being very proactive with this, you might get a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Um, The other thing that that I would do as well as, is, is I would have a massive email campaign, right? So we know everybody who's registered for our product. Um, I would send something out there that again, gave them all the details of what's happening, where they can go, um, who they can talk to. We don't want people at this point searching for things, right? The frustration that they're going to have is already going to be pretty high. So let's try to alleviate all, as much of the pressure as we possibly can on them. And let's give them as much as we can. So here's our here's the links to to all of our TikTok lives and our, and, and what we're doing from a streaming standpoint. Here's all the videos that you're going to need to to see if if your issue is part of this. And here's the one eight hundred number if you need to talk to our agents. Right? Let's talk about the agents and and kind of how that I think that that should work. So first thing is the IVR. This is another huge mistake. The IVR needs to absolutely change. That first touch point needs to change to number one, if you're calling about the recall, press one, right? All other things, press two. And all other things are going to, you know, they're going to take a back seat. We're going to probably tick some people off, but we know that that number one is there. Um, The other thing is we want to be very light in the IVR. I don't want a ton of questions. Um, I want this to get to a live agent as quickly as possible. You know, I would do some scheduled callbacks. I'm fine with scheduled callbacks with this because you're going to be in a deep queue. Um, Make sure that you are doing a good job with with how you're routing calls to your BPOs. Um, Are you going to be the the, kind of the the first point and then you're going to send things out? Or do you have a BPO that is more technologically advanced? Like a lot of times we have more know-how than maybe this tire company does. So we would say, hey, send all the calls to us. Let us do all the cool... Cool routing, right? To to all the VPOs and to all the other centers that that you guys have, let us handle that because we can do it better. I think at, the, at when when you are in this crisis mode, a lot of times you have to think, you know, who has the the expertise for this as well. So, KMS, this reminds me of COVID, right? During COVID, we had all of our two one ones because things were changing so rapidly. Like during the peak of COVID, right? When schools were starting to shut down, when when masks were there, when when we had businesses were being locked down, every time the governor gave its talk, everything changed. So having a, a real time KMS that agents can constantly be looking at for real time updates that you don't have to you know do a Slack or send hey guys make sure you look at this um, is extremely important. Getting feedback from the agents every single day from a crisis management team to say, these are kind of some of the things that customers are talking about. Hey, we need more help with this, right? Being very proactive to listening to agents, I think is, is extremely important. And then obviously using analytics, right? Um, seeing what customers see, see maybe you can see what models are actually calling in more. Um, you can see where the frustration, maybe it's it's in the Northeast that people are a little bit more frustrated. So we need to give more information out to there. Right, to utilize analytics I think in, in this type of scenario is absolutely the most worthwhile thing to be that you can do um, and, and really get some insights into what is happening and how you can make it better from more of a proactive standpoint from all the customers that have not called in um, called in yet scripting is also something again when you're talking about multiple BPOs or maybe multiple contact centers making sure everyone is on the same page right so if you have some type of dynamic scripting, if you have at this point, you know, paper scripts um, that you need to get out at least maybe in the first couple hours before you can get things done, um, everything needs to be the same. So when a customer calls in once and they talk to somebody in Idaho and they call in something, they call in, in, in Erie, Pennsylvania, kind of we're all on the same page with that. Understanding that that's kind of a, a comforting thing for a, for a customer. And if you guys are all talk, singing from the same sheet of music, um, I, I think it's it's really, really important. Um, the other thing that I think would be something that's a little bit off the wall here too, is, is talking with, with the mechanics in the garages that may have. Maybe you have, maybe we have, you know, whatever tire plus dealers all over the United States and to have them at this point, um, almost give demos of, of kind of, Hey, this is what happened. Here's the tires that we're going to replace your thing with. Um, giving discounts to those tires, bringing people in and making them feel very comfortable um, with with the other tires from a safety standpoint, talking those things through. I think being honest um, with, with that stuff would would be huge. Transparency in this in these types of scenarios are are really important. A lot of companies want to hide, right, and just kind of give the minimal amount of information. Where, where I'm kind of the the opposite, and again, I think with the large number of calls that are that are coming in it's utilizing a broker network it's setting up bpos as quickly as you possibly can a lot of times with, when you talk to a, a a consultant or a broker there are contact centers that will be able to set get set up within 24 to 48 hours whether that's near shore whether that's here onshore, i know we've done it all right we've done it a lot of time for hurricanes right so a hurricane's going to hit florida there's a contact center with 25 agents or 50 agents, whatever that is. They need support within the next 72 hours. We've been able to stand up things with maybe some of our friends, contact centers and our friend VPOs. Um, again, I think when the volume is hitting you hard, all right, making sure number one, if you're using a CCAS platform, make sure you have enough ports, right? That's one of the, the, the things that you normally get about two ports per, per license. So let's say you have 600 agents, Let's actually say you have a 1,000 agents, so you're going to get roughly about 2,000 calls can be in or in queue. Um, Now, they can adjust that, so I would make sure that you have enough bandwidth there to to queue where you needed to queue. Scheduled virtual callbacks are going to be a a lifeline for you as well, understanding that you need to be 24-7, understanding that you need to bring temps in, and understand that it's not going to be pretty the first couple days, but – Um, you're going to have to kind of just kind of weather this storm, whether that is also bringing in and talking to maybe some of the mechanics and some of those guys at those places that really understand the tire. Um, I think though, too, you have to try to eliminate the amount of calls that come in, not by using self-service, not by hiding a phone number, but by being as proactive as you possibly can on social, um, doing Q and A's, having a, you know, when when a when the CCAS partner that we we rare, rarely go down, but if there's any huge outage, there's a basically a a conference call that's set up and every fifteen minutes they come on and they say, Hey, here's the update. This is what's going on. So everybody's always in the in the know how. I think more information, you just gotta give as much information out as you possibly can on all these different types of channels um to kind of weather the storm for that first, you know, seventy-two-ish hours. Um, I think that's kind of the the main, the main point and the difference that that we couldn't do back in 2001. In 2001, it was just we're getting bombarded. People are going to be waiting for 45 minutes to two hours. When they get on the phone, they're already furious because they're waiting. Um, and there has to be, you know, a little – there was I, I remember there was a lot of agent venting that we had to go through um, where we had to give people smoke breaks. Um, they had to go, you know, just get away from this for a minute. Um, I would say – in today's world, maybe, you know, we do have some, I know for a lot of the, if, if you were moderating TikToks and you're moderating Facebook content and you're moderating all of these different things where you could see some foul things um, you know, there, there's kind of an, an, a psychologist that that would come in and, and and be on site to be able to talk to some people. And I think when you're dealing with something like this and this intense um, that should be part of your plan as well from, from kind of your, your crisis management plan. Now, again, this goes way beyond the, the crisis management plan is 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 huge, right? And that's all company encompassing, but this really just focuses on the on the touch points of the customer, right? So, again, trying to get as much bandwidth as you possibly can, utilizing some of those tools, utilizing analytics to try to be proactive with it, utilizing your social channels with your agents to to do Q and A's and to do kind of the pre- preemptive customer spurt, customer service customer support with with all that to try to limit calls that come into the contact center because you're giving out information, sending out emails um, that give as much information as you possibly can, having that website set up that has every piece of information they have. I think you limit self-service. I know a lot of people think you should, you should go also or or, a ton of self-service to try to help with the volume. But I think for a lot of that, you just frustrate customers. They're going to end up opting for an agent right away anyway, and you're going to end up flooding the system even more and maybe to a channel that you don't like. Right. Because now we have maybe we don't have a, as many agents that can handle chat. I don't know, maybe in our in your contact center that can handle voice. Right. So you have to kind of understand that and 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 know kind of where we can move those calls um, or those interactions to where we feel most comfortable and, and have the most bandwidth to, to handle. Um, you know, and then as the days go, I think you can get better, right? Within the first 24, 48 hours, maybe we're getting to 72 hours. You know, we can start to do some screen pops based on certain customer data um, to say, "Hey, I see that you already have this tire, right? Let's get you right away into this." Right? Maybe we don't have that right away, right? But but those types of things would be would be huge, right? If we knew the customer, we knew what tire they had. If we knew it was part of the recall, instead of asking them and talking to them about them, we can be proactive with with screen pops. And we can start to say, Hey, let's get you, let's get this going right away, which is going to end our lower our handle time. And it's going to make customers happier because at this point we're not here in for, Hey, I'm really sorry to hear that your tire blew up or maybe blowing up. Um, We're really sorry about like, nobody wants to hear that. Right. And I think empathy is important, but again, that we talk about that false hustle, right? That false empathy is almost more annoying. Right. So again, be like, Hey, I'm really sorry that this happened. Let me see what I can do to help you. Right. Like that, that's, that's actually more empathetic than saying doing the fake, hey, I'm really sorry that you have to deal with this. And you read that script that's there every single time, which is which is pretty annoying. So I think you know that that's kind of the the overall gist of kind of how I would have, have handled that in, in kind of the, some of the things that we would have done a little bit differently um, if we had the tools that we had today. Again, analytics and reporting would be would be just a massive upgrade into into what we have uh what we had in 2001 having that broker network even if even right now if you you don't think you were ever gonna need it i would reach out to you know and if you guys need some broker names let me know i would just reach out to them be like hey can you give me can i have a couple conversations of people i can keep in my back pocket right that you know where you can go to you don't have to start the process early um i think i think could be really really important and then you know, how do you how do you want to do? And, and, and I, I still think companies even now should be doing, you know, Twitter spaces and TikTok lives and doing that as a natural marketing aspect. And then so when you get into these type of scenarios, um, you know, you, you're, you're prepared to do a QA, and a to do an AMA on these kind of not fun things that, that customers really want. And I guarantee you're going to get a ton of people and that might be ticked at you. Right. But you're also relieving and taking some for the team from the contact center. Who's now all those people aren't going to might not have to call in if you're giving proper information to to uh, to what they what they need on their on their socials. So. All right. So that's what I got, guys. Something a little different. Wanted to get away from the AI thing. We've been talking about it. We've been beating it to death. So I hope that that uh, I hope that this kind of gives you a little bit of insights, especially for some of you bigger, maybe retailers um, just thinking through. And again, I don't, this is no plan. This is more of a, just thoughts to think about, right? When it comes to how do we deal with crisis management? How do we deal with when our our contact center is under fire um, from something that's out of our control, out of the contact center's control, but we then now become the, the kind of the, the, the biggest, the fuel of the fire, you know, kind of, so to speak, where we're taking all the heat. Um, and again, this is another reason why it's insane that, that people treat their, their contact centers as kind of second-class citizens, right? when when the shit hits the fan we're the ones that are gonna save everybody's rear um and i think if if you can start to treat people that way early on um you're gonna get a a, a huge bump when when the kind of the rubber meets the road and when we have issues like this so again i hope uh, hope you get a little bit of value of this I know it's a little bit different um again please 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 if you've made it this far join our auto QA, ottoqa. com join our pre-launch community join our discord. Um, get all the things that, that again, I'm just giving a ton of stuff away. You guys, if you've known me, you know, we, we try to add value and try to give stuff away. We never sell. Um, and I think you'll, you'll find a lot of value in it. So again, thank you guys for joining and I will talk to everyone next week.